Yo, what's going on, all my Aki Akis? You feel me? What's cracking? So, one thing that I want to talk about real quick, man, um, as far as the NBA is going down, I want to touch on a few things. You know, the whole Kawhi topic, the whole LeBron thing, you know, what I expect to happen. Um, I was watching ESPN first take where Chris Bosch came on. In my assertion for what I expect to come this season, coming from the Lakers and um, LeBron James, as well as Anthony Davis, you know, they got Boogie Cousins. As far as today, um, what's today's date? I think today is, today is definitely Saturday. I think it's July 6th. It's 10, 10 p.m. right now. So the Lakers have already acquired DeMarcus Cousins. Lakers have already acquired Danny Brown, not Danny Brown, um, Danny Green. Um, you know, the Los Angeles Clippers have acquired Kawhi Leonard. They've also got my boy, Paul George. The Warriors have also got that man, D-Lo. That man, D-Lo. So, um, I think the West is, um, you know, it's not, it's not looking, you know, too, it's not going to be too easy. You can't just guarantee that the, that the Lakers are going to just walk to the Western Conference Finals or even make it to the playoffs because the Western Conference have always, it's always been more competitive than the Eastern Conference for Almost as far as I can remember, as far as history goes back. So, like I said, I was watching um, ESPN first take where Chris Bosh came on. And we all know Chris Bosh also played with LeBron James for the Heat back in his 10. I think I think in his maybe his sixth season, maybe his seventh season he joined. I think that was, what, 2012, 2013, around that time, maybe 2010. Uh, yeah, 2010, something like that. So, um, from what I expect and, and what, we all, what we all understand from Chris Bosh, who is um, – you know, a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Famer, had his position, especially for in the in that era, of big man. You had you know Paul Gasol, you know Mark Gasol, yeah Kevin Garnett, um, you know Andrew Bynum. You know, people sleep on you know this era that you know that the people in my generation and our generation that you know that we grew up on. This may have been the most physical and defensive era in basketball, at least earlier, like you know with the T Max and you know Vince Carter's. But as far as the big men went, um, Chris Bosh was definitely up there, in my opinion, and from what I understand. He w- he was exceptionally well. But anyways, we're just going to dive right into this real quick. They're going to um, pretty much they're going to they're talk about a few things. This is before the Lakers they ended up getting Anthony Davis. So I'm just going to put my two cents in every now and then. That y'all captured. What's the one, what, I'm not talking about a specific story, but what's the one element that's not mentioned enough? about how special that group was. The camaraderie, um, the good times that we had together. I mean, nobody can know that um, because, you know, we spent time, you know, out of the public eye as well. But just, you know, the connection that we made, um, we made brothers for life on that team. Um, The good times that we had, our children hanging out, um, you know, going to each other's events for charity. Um, supporting each other in all the endeavors that everybody had and really, you know, using that to pick each other up when times got tough. Let me say this also real quick, man. If you can also understand one thing that he said, pretty much it was like a brotherhood, you know, they're showing up at each other's events, you know, that's all good for each other. Of course, if you if you plan to aspire to be champions, if that if that if those are your your aspirations, of course, you're supposed to, you know, be brothers with each other, you're supposed to connect that brotherhood, you know. But also understand that this is, you know, the entertainment industry. And, um, you know, LeBron to sell you on that whole 
You know, he's a, LeBron is very Machiavellian. <laughs> um, he'll sell you in that whole family atmosphere. And um, he won't even tell you when he leaves. Just like with Cleveland the first time and the second time. Well, we all knew Cleveland. he was going to leave Cleveland the first time. Um, even the second time. As well as when he left Chris Bosh in the Heat. I don't know if y'all remember, but um, when when never mind, I'm not even I'm not even gonna get into it. But um, that's one that's one reason why a lot of people don't really want to play with LeBron James because they understand what it is. You know, when you, when somebody's selling you in that whole family atmosphere, and they end up just departing out of nowhere, and you know nobody says anything. You know, nobody says anything. He doesn't call. He doesn't text. You. LeBron was a LeBron and D Way were supposed to be were you know butt buddies. <laughs> Still are butt buddies, man. So, and he did he, all he did was send him a text. You know, he didn't even call the 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 contract was already signed when he let D Wade know. So, you know, that says a lot about um LeBron James and what I of course what I expect to come. Um, leaders are you know they they're born they're not made. Of course, that's why he went and joined the Miami Heat to learn how to become you know a leader from a, from a true alpha male and. Dwayne Wade, who was able to pass the key that the keys down to him that time, but um, getting back to the point. Damn, what was the point actually? Um, fuck. Be smoking. Oh yeah, as far as as far from what I expect from the Los Angeles Lakers, they're expect you know LeBron's gonna come in, um, pushing the media, you know, pushing narratives, and one time when the top, when the top, when the when the time gets tough and when the tough gets going and LeBron James starts, you know, throwing everybody under the bus, deflecting everything, even though this is these are things that he's asked for and that he's planned because LeBron James pretty much is the GM wherever he goes. Let's not let's not just ignore that. So we got to pay. We got to make sure we understand what was being said here as well, because LeBron James, you know, is not really. You know, a great leader when, when, you know, when things don't really plan to go out for him, expect for, you know, them to be some, there's, there'd be some, you know, locker room issues, expect, you know, Anthony Davis to not be as happy, of course, as, you know, as well as Boogie Cousin, because he, you know, emotionally, he's probably the most unstable guy I've ever, the most unstable guy I've ever seen besides Draymond Green. Yeah, so when 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 the tough gets going, like in the locker room as well, when 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 those times come, we're gonna see what's who LeBron James really is. Those are the moments that I remember most, and those are the moments that really have a you know a special place for me. Chris, you were a franchise centerpiece in Toronto, a twenty and ten guy, a perennial All Star, for a perennial playoff team. Mm. When you went to Miami. To be the third member of the big three, it was considered the Pecknors considered at least offensively LeBron, Wade, <laughs> and then you. Oh no, it was. It and was. when you got there, you were willing to sacrifice not just your numbers, but the perception among the common fan who wasn't paying attention of your own excellence. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you how often people on my radio show used to tell me that Kevin Love was so much better than Chris Bosh. <laughs> Do you watch the games? The man. <laughs> Hey man, so people who make those type of assertions, you know, that's how you know that they're crazy and they don't understand what it is that they're watching. Um, and also, it'd be the same type of people who say the same thing that, oh, LeBron's never had any help. Who was LeBron ever had to play like? Come on, man. Chris Bosch, you know, came was a guy who came into the league, you know, drafted in I want to say what oh oh three oh four, and they were they were terrible. The season before he came in, and you know they they, you know, moved up like you know four spots. 
in the Western in the Eastern Conference, but they still didn't make the playoffs. It took him a few years, you know, you know, to progress and everything. But statistically, you know, he came in ready. He made the he made the he made you know the playoffs two times. I don't think he's ever made it out the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, he's only made it to the playoffs two times and. That first time he made the playoffs, he was an all-star. So from there, so before he even joined LeBron James, he was an all-star. Um, even even his statistics, he came in shooting at about 46%, you know, of course, as a big man. But, you know, then shot at, you know, as soon as he joined, right before he joined Miami, he shot at like a, a 52%, if I'm not mistaken, you know. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just from, from what I understand. So, Chris Bosh was, you know, definitely... He he's he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, the man the man was an All Star from from you know two thousand six to two thousand and sixteen. Was an All NBA second team player, two time NBA, uh, two time NBA champion. I mean, come on, he was on a he was on an All Rookie first team as well. So, you know, people just be talking. Defense, you were called soft for taking shots from at, from the perimeter stuff. Hey, he also was called being soft, too. I remember my dad used to say things like that. And I also used to call him soft because of the style of play that he used to play in Toronto was nowhere near the same over there when playing next to LeBron James in the Heat, even though they were actually running a real system. Even though they actually were running a real system over there. But um, like you said, he was third. So, you know, he when, they, when you're actually running a real system, you know, you'll be able to, you know, take... You know, you'll need to be able to have guys that'll be able to, you know, be this good and be willing, you know, to play differently and sacrifice for the team. The first year it didn't work out, but it eventually ended up, you know, it worked it worked out for these guys. They ended up going to four straight four straight finals. They repeat they repeated. So, you know, congratulations for these guys as well. Chris Bosch, you know, he <laughs> he was called soft, so we, we can't ignore that. And kudos to him for, you know, overcoming all of that because he was phenomenal down low in the paint. Whole league has gone that way? Yeah. The reason I bring this up is I'm curious. When you survey the landscape now, you know what LeBron's trying to do in L.A. Mm -hmm. Which of the stars in their prime who could do, continue to do what you were doing in Toronto, do you think would be willing to do the same sort of thing in the pursuit of championships with LeBron. Do you see players that fit that profile? No, absolutely. I mean, Anthony Davis, for sure. Um, you know, he's um, given, he's tried a lot with the organization. They just haven't been able to get over that hump. I think they had a phenomenal team last year. You know, they just came up a little short. Um, he wants to move on now. There are certain sacrifices that you probably don't see coming in the game when you make a decision to change because you're getting out of your comfort zone and you're getting out of a place that you know is home. 25, 12, 20, 10 every night. I know I can do that. I know I can produce that. All-stars, et cetera, et cetera. When you come into a new position with other great players, the dynamic changes. You know, Definitely agreed. Well stated. If you also understand at the beginning too, Chris Bosh also, you know, they asked him who he would compare, who he would say today would be able to take on those responsibilities. He says Anthony Davis. We all know he clearly Anthony Davis teamed up with, with my main man, with um Shannon Sharp's main 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 LeBron. Um. Yeah. So like I said, you know the st the style of play that you know the the only thing is the style of play now having Anthony Davis. They they're not gonna they haven't been playing a real system. 
you know, LeBron James also, if he has been worried, if he's worried about, you know, maximizing his abilities to the best, to the most that he can, or maximizing his skills to the best of his abilities, then he would have stayed in Miami, or he probably he most likely would have signed back with Miami because they had us on wide side. They wouldn't have had to bring in a Boogie Cousins, you know. They would have probably been able to bring in, you know, Anthony Davis as two men down low, you know. And even in the Heat, they were playing, like I said, they were running a real offense. LeBron was moving off the ball. He would set picks, you know, taking taking shots, you know, backing people down from, you know, the, the high post. LeBron, even he was even playing defense as well, so, you know. But as of now, LeBron James left there. And he hasn't been as successful doing, you know, playing the the quote unquote LeBron James style of basketball, which is just attack, drive, and kick out to you, and you make the wide open three. Anthony Davis isn't that type of player. Anthony Davis is, you know, he was in the ballot for MVP, I think three years in a row. He's just been getting injured. One thing about Anthony Davis as well is, you know, I think he he may be able to mesh well because I don't see him as an alpha. Um, if if he was so you know, secure about his legacy, just pretty much like LeBron James, then, you know, he would have most likely stayed and fought it out in New Orleans. You know, they did have Boogie Cousins. They had Nikolai Mirotic. They had, you know, Drew Holiday. They also had Rajon Rondo. So they were doing things, and they also were knocked out of the first round when, you know, Steph Curry got hurt, I think, in the, like, I think the series after the Memphis Grizzlies, when they, when, you know, Steph Curry and the Warriors first rose to prominence. <laughs> The Warriors just lit them up, and Anthony Davis was having a phenomenal year, and I think that was maybe his first time, second time in the playoffs, but, you know, that's for another story. Getting back to the point, my man, um, my man Chris Bosh is making a very good point. When you look at, you know, when he started to play next to LeBron James, his numbers, you know, took a huge dip, you know, but when you're able to play a real system, those type of things are able to, um, you know... Those type of things are able to happen without locker room issues. You know, Anthony Davis isn't a, um, he's not a three-point, he, he can shoot, but he's not just a three-point shooter. Understand, um, if you look at, if you look at his stats, you know, Chris Bosh used to average, before at least he played with LeBron James, he averaged something about 15, 16 shots a game, 17 shots a game. Soon as he joined Toronto, soon as he joined um Miami, he averaged you know thirteen, fourteen, twelve, eleven shots a game. You know shooting percentages went down, assists went down. You know pretty much everything, all of his metrics went down. So that's pretty much what's gonna. I, I, I this this is what I see happening. You know, with Anthony Davis as well as well because they don't they don't they don't run a real system. LeBron's trying to shoot out here and run with these young guys as if he's you know trying to show how that he's in the best shape of his career. Whatever, whatever, whatever. That's all. That's all lovely, man. But um, you need to win because clearly you're still chasing that ghost in Michael Jordan. But I don't see that happening. But let's get back to the. Let's get back to the interview. Interesting, you say that because when I think about transitioning to another team in a different environment, and some of the adjustments that they that have to be made, that's a given. But he's going to play let's say for example hypothetically he ended up going to the lakers mm-hmm. and he's playing alongside lebron mm-hmm. the lebron and going to play with lebron in miami is entirely different than going to play with the lebron sure. that was back in cleveland as a champion that's in la now as a three-time champion could you explain the potential dynamic that would exist for any star coming to play with lebron now as opposed to you guys 
who joined with LeBron in Miami. Because to me, it was about y'all three, even though LeBron was the best player in the right. world. It was about y'all three in Miami. But to me, it's about LeBron in Cleveland, LeBron in L.A. Yeah. Well, actually, back then, it was it was pretty much LeBron and D-Wade. Chris Bosh pretty much just rode the coattail, as you know, Max Kellerman said it earlier, and that's that's what the question was. So, I don't, this this why you know I'm I'm <laughs> this is why I like I like Stephen A. Man, but he, he he asks some crazy questions sometimes, man. Also, the expectation for a person like Anthony Davis coming to play with a LeBron James now is like I said, they don't run a real system in LeBron James now. This is LeBron James coming in, you know, to L.A. You know, brand new was injured last year. They didn't, you know, even with LeBron James, this is why they didn't make any, you know, any significant jump at all last year, even even with these young guys come, being in their second year. Um, the, the LeBron James system, you can't do anything when you're, you know, when you're the, the, per, the player you're most dependent on isn't on the floor. So you can't operate when he's not on the floor. You understand? It's just like, it's just like, you know, these guys don't run a real system, so, you know, they don't really practice. That's why Kyrie wanted to leave. That's why Isaiah Thomas, you know, said what he said. I think it was on Instagram Live, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, um, I think, but, you know, of course, what is going to be coming into play like, from the media, the narrative is going to be, you know, you got to come in and, you know, be LeBron, Scottie Pippen to Michael, you know, you got to be LeBron's Batman. You know, you got to come in and execute because if not, you're going to be at blame. You know, even though they're, they're expecting to win championships, which is how it should be if LeBron James is still, if he is still, you know, the greatest player in the game, you know, the greatest player in basketball still today, then this is what you would expect. Yeah, I think it's, you know, coming to a more of a general type of uh, uh, comparison with LeBron because he's gained all this knowledge from our four years. It was a very short time and it went by quickly, but he gained a lot of knowledge from that experience. And now I think people are looking up to him to lead them to the promised land. You know, so he's going to have opinions and thoughts. He's going to take care of his body differently. We were in Miami. It was pretty much go, 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 go. And that's what it was. And we just tried to overwhelm people, you know, with athleticism. But, you know, now he's getting older. You know, um, the game happens. Everything is going to be a little more calculated. It's going to be a little slower. He can go fast, but not every day. But real quick, Max, is it, a, is it about that, the fact that he's gotten older? Or is it about the Golden State Warriors and how they have changed the game and how shooting for those guys is an entirely <laughs> different challenge than it was shooting for y'all? Way different. Uh, it's more of them. <laughs> it's way more of those guys. And I will give you know give all credit to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. They don't get enough credit for revolutionizing the game of basketball in in, in the way it's been revolutionized now. So speaking of Clay, Clay's daddy, Michael Thompson, was once mm-hmm. upon a time the and I'm not saying that he was as great a player as you. I understand that there are levels to this, but he was once upon a time the number one overall draft pick, yeah. giving you 20 and 10, 20 and 12, you know, for a franchise, and he was a centerpiece, and he got traded to the Showtime Lakers and backed up Kareem, mm-hmm. and won an all-star anymore, but won championships, mm-hmm. and whenever I've asked him about that, any regrets, not at all, he wouldn't have changed a thing, he's so glad he wound up backing up Kareem on the Lakers, Yeah, a little bit different, but the same kind of feeling, I ask you the question, any regrets? about being perceived, at least, as the third wheel in Miami, yeah. but you wound up with two championships. Not a, 
before, well, you kind of hear what you already saying, but before he answers, I'm going to say you can't live within your, you can't live within your regrets, man. You know, especially being in the court and, and, you know, the eye in the eye, of the, in the eye of the media all the time, you know, um, some, somebody like, a you know, Chris Bosh, you know, who was low, who was looked at to ride the coattail, like he said, you know, Kareem, you know, rode the coattail of magic, you know. Because Kareem went down and Magic played center. And they ended up winning the finals without him. So, And the difference between the Warriors, too, is the league is pretty much caught enough to go to state. Even though if they let go of KD, you know, Klay Thompson is, is down. They still have, you know, what's the dude's name? Draymond, you know, they still got Steph Curry. You know, they just signed D'Lo. They didn't bring back Andre Iguodala, which I think is going to be a big part. I think they still need to get somebody else in the free agency. I thought they were going to bring back Boogie Cousins. But, you know, with Steph Curry, you know, and D'Lo, you'll have Clay coming back next season. I don't I don't see him coming back in the playoffs at all because, you know, he'll, be, he'll just be looking like Gordon Hayward in the regular season and did last season out there. But as a great player, you can't live with any regrets. And, um... And also, like I was saying to with the Warriors, since the league is pretty much caught up, um, all the Warriors have to do is pretty much add depth as of right now because they signed D'Lo. They still have Steph Curry. Um, the difference between um, the team, a team like the Heat, or not even really, not, not even the, the difference between the the Lakers and the Warriors and the team and 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 the Heat. The difference between you know from all of those teams is the Heat and the Warriors run a real system. Even on defense, LeBron James hasn't been running a real system the past couple of years. The past four or five years, he's been with Cleveland. It's just been him going to work. And even when he had Kyrie, it was just them two going to work. They they got lucky that they won that 2016 finals. They really did because it seemed like the Warriors had a hex on them or something. I mean, Andre Godala playing injured. You got Steph Curry fouling out, you know, throwing his mouthpiece all the way to plays. Draymond kicking people in the dick. <laughs> Andrew Bogey goes down. Harrison Barnes just plays horrendously, and you know, and 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 not not trying to digress either. Speak while we're on the Warriors too. A person like Draymond Green, he 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 knows where his bread is buttered. I I don't see him leaving the Golden State Warriors because we saw what happened with Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes was looking like a star in Golden State. That system that they run is built, you know, they were built from the ground up. That's a perfect team. And also, too, it wasn't even a whole move by Kevin Durant. I don't care what nobody says. It wasn't a whole move for him to join Golden State. You know, he he's on a professional level. He has to look out for his family. You know, he may not have ever won a final. He's not an alpha, so I'm pretty sure he understands that he never would have won a finals on his own at that time. Um, they also, the Warriors also came back down. I mean, also let up a 3-1 lead. To the Cavaliers, so so don't forget, the Warriors pretty much needed Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was also an efficient player before he already joined Golden State. It was it, it was a perfect it was it was perfect it was a perfect marriage, it was a perfect marriage while it lasted. Even though KD was up three one against the Warriors, they weren't going to do anything with, with Russell Westbrook. They weren't going to win anything with Russell Westbrook. Because when they got to the final, because they got to the finals before, and what happened? So that's what I got to say on that. No regrets at all. And one of the things that um, all the outside noise helped me—it it, it helped me develop that thick, tough skin that you need to be in the public eye. Um, at first, I used to take it personal. 
Um, but I had to get over that eventually. And eventually I knew it was just all about the game. I knew I'm, you know, what I'm capable of or what I was capable of on the court. So that gave me the utmost confidence to just go out there and play basketball. You might be talking crap to me now, but take this L. Whether Dwayne and LeBron are playing or not, and, you know, just move on with your life, I'm going to continue to compete. And you just tell them, hold this L. <laughs> hold it. <laughs> hold it. Hold Yeah, hold that L. Well, you know, as far as that, that's pretty much as, you know, as much as we got going on right here. Um, I didn't want this to go past 25 minutes. It's 24 minutes. It's 1035 right now. You already know, man, it's Phoenix, Arizona from out here, bro. You know what I mean? Um, This will be posted the same day, and I will be going live in a little bit, too. So, you know, this is recorded Saturday, July 6th, but you guys will be hearing this till Sunday, July 7th. So, you know, that's all we got for right now, man. 25 minutes on the dot. You already know there's no talk TV, man. Peace.